chapter 7, in John chapter 7, this morning. So as you think about driving in this new year, I want you to join me in John 7. We'll look here today. Obviously our theme verse this year, where we're focusing is verse 38. I'd like to begin there, and then we'll look at the uh, context of this passage this morning and see what God's Word has to say to our lives. Here in John 7, verse 38, Jesus says the following. If you have read the Bible, you see it over there printed in red. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Verse 39, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is that prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ come out of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto him, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Then answered, then, then, uh, answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law first. Nicodemus said unto them, He that came to Jesus by night, being one of them, Doth our law judge any man before it hear him, and know what he doeth? They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee, and rise from the prophet. Every man went unto his own house. This is a very interesting time in the ministry of Jesus, and a time of division, a time of trouble, and I believe this passage has great hope and help for us today, as we are living in the midst of a very troubled society, and I believe it turns our focus back to things that are important, if you'll join me uh, in prayer as we ask God to help us to understand His Word. Father, take Your Word, open our eyes, illumine us, help us to see what we maybe have never seen before. Lord, may the word of God bring us hope and help in this day. We're just believing you to work. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I'd like to bring you a message entitled, Living on Spiritual Water. Living on Spiritual Water. I believe Jesus wants us today to live on spiritual water. He said back in verse 37, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me, Jesus said, and drink. Come unto me, Jesus said, and drink. I remember the woman at the well when Jesus told her, If you knew what I, who was speaking with you, he said, you would ask and he would give you living water. And Jesus is speaking of his Holy Spirit that comes to dwell within the believer. I tell you, this week, I pray that you have sought to, by the grace of God, live, resolve to live for His glory, as we saw in the message last week. And this week, I tell you, has been a reminder. We live in a fallen world, 
But I thank God there is a Savior who conquered light and death. And uh, this week I have been shocked at some uh, really people of faith, how discouraged they have been. Uh, friends and family of mine have just been so discouraged, so disrupt this week, literally uh, at the point of complete despair. People I know who know God who are at complete point of despair. My friend, um, look, God's in control no matter what happens, okay? And no matter what happens in D.C., God's still in control, right? Uh, if you, I encourage you to read history. And if you read history, uh, we truly have seen nothing, okay? We truly have seen nothing so far. And uh, in this week, in the midst of all this time, when all these things are going on, taking our attention, there's something that's very important that, that I believe God wants us to see today from His Word. And uh, today, and every day moving forward, God wants us to learn to thrive through the power of His Word. And Jesus said here in this passage, that he that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And he didn't say that that was only going to happen if we lived in a perfect utopia. No, he said, if you believe on me, I'll give you rivers of water in your soul. I'll give you strength for your relationships. I'll give you strength to help and to work on things and to deal with helping uh, others around you and to find hope in Christ. I, I noticed something, and I didn't read this, but read this article. I just saw the headline. Wall Street Journal made an article this week, and it said, uh, how to get along with your spouse if you disagree politically. And uh, it said many homes in America are divided over things. And uh, if you just, if you don't believe me, just walk down the street. Husband's got a mask on, wife doesn't. I mean, vice versa, okay? It's just, it's like this all over America. People are confused, people are disrupt, people are frustrated with everything going on. And uh, in the midst of all of this, God wants us to find spiritual help. And I'll tell you, I'm not looking to Wall Street Journal for my help. I'm looking to Jesus for my help. And today we need strength and help from His Word and from the water of life. By the way, the Holy Spirit's the only one who can give you the strength and the help that you need today to live on spiritual water because we live in a dry and thirsty land. We have so much of God's Word. Here in America, we have uh, more copies of God's Word readily available than any other part of the world. We have so much, uh, we have churches everywhere that are, some of them not preaching the gospel, but we do have, uh, we do have lots of information, lots of truth. But we have, as a nation, we have rejected, I believe, that truth. And God is sending us to our own devices. And so you say, what, Pastor, what can we do? He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You say, I want that living water. I want to have fresh strength. It's kind of been a draining day. It's kind of been a frustrating year. I mean, we thought 2020 was a tough year. And then you see what happens in the first few weeks of 2021. You're like, I can't believe it. Uh, this is a unique time. But my friend, I do believe God is in control. And uh, by the way, none of this took him by surprise. And as a person of faith, none of this should have taken you by surprise because we live in a fallen world. And we see in this passage, you say, what is this water? He's not talking about the fresh water. He's not talking about the water we get, the sulfur water from our wells around here. Uh, he's not talking about the water from the ocean. This he spake, verse 39 says, of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. The Holy Spirit. Do you have the Holy Spirit living within you? 
If you have the Holy Spirit living within you, He ought to be directing, guiding, illuminating you, giving you encouragement in these frustrating times. Now, I want to challenge you with a couple of things this morning, two simple thoughts. See, it's only uh, supposedly a good sermon if it's got three points. But today I wanted to make it very simple. Thirsty people find the water. Two points today for you first. Thirsty people find the water. If you look in our text, and we're going to go to Galatians in just a moment. But in our text, we see here in verse 37, Jesus said, If any man, what did he say? Say it together. What did he say? If any man what? Thirst. Thirst. Amen. And uh, if any man thirst, let him come and drink. Jesus said, if any man thirst, if you have little children, you know you have to make sure that they drink water, they drink something, uh, some liquid, or they will have a lot of complications in life. And uh, little children often do not know when they need to, uh, to partake of a little bit of water. And um, it is very important for them too. But I tell you, um, I noticed uh, my little daughters, they got to eat a little bit of chips over the years, and they, they had a little bowl of chips in front of them. They started to eat a lot of chips, uh, a little, little gathering there. And when they finished those chips and got in the, the car, and uh, just a few minutes later, I'm thirsty, Mommy. I'm thirsty, Daddy. And I tell you, so thirsty that uh, they drank one and a half bottles each. I mean, they were just guzzling the water down. They didn't care if it had apple juice in it or not. They wanted water because they were thirsty. Other days, you know, you're like trying to force them to have a little bit of water. Uh, they say, no, I'm not, I'm not thirsty. I'll have a little sip, and then they're done. And uh, my friend, if you're not thirsty, you don't want to go drink. And Jesus is speaking here of that if we need to be thirsty, we need to be thirsty. Thirsty people find the water. You say, what kind of water is this? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Uh, if you'll join me over there in Galatians 5, we'll look there for a moment. In Galatians in chapter 5. The Word of God has answers for every question we have in life. And uh, this is such a powerful passage on the Holy Spirit. Um, I heard the story of some folks who were uh, military here in uh, Major Van Gilbert driving up from Beersheba there was a combined forces of British and Australians and New Zealanders that were pressing on the rear of the Turkish retreat over this arid desert. The attack outdistanced them from their water carrying camel train and the water bottles were empty the sun blazed pitilessly out of the sky where the vultures were flying around. Their heads ached, and Gilbert said their eyes became bloodshot and dim in the blinding glare in the desert. Their tongues began to swell, their lips turned purplish and black and, and began to burst. And, and those who dropped out of the column were never seen again. But the desperate force battled on, and they went to the wells of Sharia. They had been unable to take the place by nightfall, and thousands, thousands were doomed to die if they couldn't get to the water. They were doomed to die of thirst. They said, we fought all day, as men fight for their lives. They said, we entered Sharia Station on the heels of the retreating Turks. The first objects which met our view were the great stone cisterns full of cold, clear drinking water. 
and the still night air surrounding the sound of the water running into the tanks. It could be distantly heard, and it was maddening its nearness. Yet not a man murmured when the orders were given for the battalions to fall in, two deep, facing the cisterns. Then he describes the stern policies, uh, priorities. They said the wounded, those on guard duty, and then company by company, they would drink the water. It took four hours before the last man had his drink of water. And all at the same time, they had been standing only 20 feet from a low stone wall on the other side of which were thousands of gallons of water. My friend, we've never really experienced that kind of thirst, but when you get thirsty, you'll fight for your life to get the water of life. Jesus said in Galatians in chapter 5, we're speaking, we're speaking of, this is Paul here, I'm sorry, speaking of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus said that the Holy Spirit was the water he would give to us. He says in Galatians uh, 5 verse 16, this I say unto you, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Give you a little help right now, alright? Verse 17, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. You might wonder, you might say, you know what? As a Christian, a Christian ought to walk in the Spirit. But let's be honest, sometimes as Christians we don't walk in the Spirit. And if you do not know Christ today, you might look upon other Christians. You might say, well, they don't always walk in the Spirit. They don't always walk in the joy of God. They don't always have things right. They, they don't always live like they should. That's true. And you say, why does that happen? Because every human being, God gives us the, the privilege to respond to the Spirit or to resist the Spirit. He says, walk in the Spirit, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you say, can a Christian do something that's sinful and wrong? Absolutely. A Christian can do wrong. Why? Because they resist the Spirit of God. Any of us can resist the Spirit of God. And so you say, how can godly people do wrong? This is exactly how. The flesh lusteth against the spirit. So there's this war within our spirit against the, uh, the new man against the old man. He says in verse 18, though, if ye are, if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are these. Look at what he describes, the, the flesh, what our flesh wants to do. He says adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies. Say, what is the problem in our land today? Don't focus on the strife. The reason we have so much strife is because we have put other gods beside the Lord. Alright? We have idolatry in the land. That's, that's the sin that's been overlooked. Idolatry in the land. Uh, we, we worship money in America and we worship, uh, we worship the idol of self-image and popularity. Witchcraft. There's much witchcraft and satanic things in our land that have gone on for years. He says, hatred. Hmm, that's been going on for years. Look down in verse 21. Envies. Murders. Oh, that's going on. Drunkenness. A lot of that's been happening during this time of the virus. Matter of fact, all of our governments have decided to keep make sure everybody could get drunk, but they weren't sure if it was good for you to go to church. Unhealthy to go to church, but healthy to drink according to our government. Hmm. Revelings and such like. 
And the which, I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You say, that's harsh language. God puts you and I having a fight, all right? He puts us being angry and bitter on the same level with all of the other sins listed in this passage, which is adultery, uh, drunkenness, uh, all of these things, heresies, all these things. He lists them all together. They're all things that don't please the Spirit of God. Sin doesn't please God. And all these things he describes as sin. But are we tempted with all of these things? Every human being is. One of these may be more of a temptation for you or for me, but they're all sins, and they all displease the Almighty God. Thirsty people find the water, but look, you won't get the water if you're getting substitutionary water, if you're getting satisfied with one of these other things. Look in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, he that believeth on me, think about the verse from a moment ago, he that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The fruit of the Spirit is this living water, the Holy Spirit of God, as verse 39 in John 7 describes it is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, he says, there is no law. You can't, you don't have to enforce a law upon it. See, thirsty people find the water because we find what we are looking for. And he says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts thereof. Look, I can explain away to you how it's okay for me to have a little bit of hatred towards certain people. But is that right? So I can explain away any other sins, and it's not right. It's not right. I displease God if I'm involved in any of those things. And I tell you, hatred and strife is a great problem today. He says we're supposed to have meekness, temperance. He says we're supposed to crucify the flesh with the affections and lusts. He says in verse 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So look, God's going to bless some. God's going to uh, allow us to go through deeper waters. But we need to not be envious in the process. We need to trust God and we need to search for the water. Find the water of the Spirit. Seek the all. Be filled with the Spirit. Isn't the Holy Spirit described as filling? So you think of the water. Now, by the way, however much of the Holy Spirit is in us, it will be displayed when we get mocked, when we get questioned, when we, something comes up in our life. The great thing about the Holy Spirit is that when you let Him in, He renews, He cleanses, and He restores. Look, it's easy to feel divided and bitter right now because, look, our nation is divided and bitter. And the call, sadly, to unite our land is being pushed by those who plan to force transgenderism upon our children and grandchildren. They're saying, we're going to unite you as long as you comply with everything we force you to do, including it's going to be denying God. That'll be next. You just read the history of Germany, my friends. You just read the history of Germany. 
What you saw happen this week, even the ACLU condemned it. And by the, by the way, ACLU has kind of been against Christians for a long time. But they condemned the actions of Facebook and Twitter against the president. They condemned it. This liberal group, the liberal president of Mexico condemned those actions. Why? You say, well, they treated him that way and he deserved it. Wait, if they can do that to the most powerful leader in the world, what will they do to you and me? By the way, they will not, there will be nobody standing up for you and me. My friend, in the midst of all this trouble, in the midst of all this confusion, we need Jesus Christ more than ever. We need to focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ and thirsty people find the water. And look, uh, it's just going to be more of a needy time. People are going to need Jesus more than ever because people are going to get more desperate, more discouraged, more frustrated because the policies that will be put in place in just a few days will harm the human beings in this nation more than it's ever been before. There will be more poverty, more trouble. And my friend, people are going to need Jesus more than ever. Um, they're going to need his hope. They're going to need his help. Thirsty people find the water. I'm praying that God will use this. I know many of you have been praying that God would use the virus situation to cause people to turn to him. But sadly, the extra money caused people to turn to self and pleasure uh, instead of turning to Christ. And I pray that God will send more thirsty people to find the water of life. I believe God is doing that. If you believe God is going to do that, would you say amen? I believe he's going to do that. I believe he's going to give people a thirst for the water of life. You're here today, and I believe God's putting a thirst in your heart for the water of life. That water of life is how it's possessed by faith. In verse 39, the Bible says in John, they which, but that they which believe on him should receive. So this, this uh, water is found, this Holy Spirit is found through faith. God doesn't give the Holy Spirit to those who are not willing to trust Him. Those who are not willing to put all of their faith in Jesus Christ alone. So, by the way, we search for and we find what we are looking for. John 1, 11 and 12 said, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not, but as many as received Him to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. So this water for thirsty people, thank God it is possessed by faith, and my friend, it is provided through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in John 7, I love what Jesus said there, speaking of his resurrection. John 7 and verse 39. Um, For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. You say, what does that glorified mean? It means he's going to die, be buried, and thank God he's going to, he was going to rise again from the dead. My wife and I just watched a wonderful movie this week. Yeah. Uh, French Bars of Chains here loaned us. And it's a great movie on the case for Christ. And a man who was an atheist, didn't believe in God, spent, his, spent years of research. He worked for the Chicago Tribune. Spent years uh, looking for months and looking for ways to disprove that Jesus Christ arose from the dead. And guess what? Everywhere he turned, he found out that the Bible was true. And that those who had mocked the Bible, those who had turned against the Bible, were false. And he goes through and he's researched. He traveled all over the country. And he was very, very upset because everywhere he turned, all he could find was more and more truth concerning that Jesus did indeed die and was buried and rose again from the dead. That he didn't just fall asleep on the cross. And he began to continue to search and thank God at the end. After much struggle, he put his faith in Christ. Thirsty people find a little water. Thirsty people find the water is provided through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he died and was buried. 
and rose again. I thank God he rose again. Aren't you thankful that Jesus is victor today? Thankful he's in control. And you say, we sang that song, Soldiers of the Cross. What does that mean we're going to do? My friends, this means we're going to take the love of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus, to somebody else. And uh, we're going to take the water of life to somebody else. Encourage you with that thought to make that your goal. Lord, help me to be thirsty. Because I want you to see another portion of this passage and see a different type of people. This morning, uh, there's another type of people. Stagnant people. Stagnant people fight over the water. Fight over the water. You look here in this passage. Jesus gets done speaking. He got done telling. Look, he told all the people. He said, look, if you thirst, come to me and drink. He says, I'll give you the rivers of living water in your soul. And what did they do? They started to argue about where Jesus came from. Shall Christ, in verse 41, shall Christ come out of Galilee? There is a, verse 43, there was a division among the people because of him. I encourage you, if there's going to be a division, let it be about Jesus only, and not about our opinion about something that Jesus said. Uh, let it be about Jesus only. And, uh, it goes, it goes on, and it says, uh, the officers, in verse 45, they came, and the Pharisees, and they brought him and said, why have ye not brought him in? And the officers answered, never a man spake like this. Look, they were trying to disprove and discredit Jesus, but everywhere they turned, Jesus was right, and they were, these religious people were wrong. The answer to them, it says, are ye also deceived? See, there's much confusion Today, as there was in this day, and by the way, uh, leaders are using world leaders are using uh, religion to confuse people today. And uh, there are people like the gentleman who was just supposedly elected uh, in Georgia uh, this last week. He claims to be a pastor. By the way, did you know that right before that election happened, two people's accounts? were suspended on Facebook. The two running mates, the opponents that were Republicans, their their accounts on Facebook were suspended so they could no longer promote their ads to run. And only the Democrat ads were allowed to run. Did you know that? Interesting fact. But anyways, this gentleman who got voted in, he says he's a Christian. He says he's a pastor. My friend, he denies everything in the Bible. Planned Parenthood's got his hand, and they, it's, it's just a disgusting mess. It's disgusting that somebody who claims to be a Christian had a good, con good conversation with a businessman in our community about this this week. It's a shame that somebody who claims to be a Christian is living such a double life, denying God-given authority, promoting rebellion against police officers, but how interesting is it that only goes one way? It's interesting. This man discrediting the very word of God. Stagnant people fight over the water. My friend, when somebody denies the very word of God, denies the value of human life, denies the very plan of God, seeks to promote the evil plans of the world, they're not a Christian. They're following someone else. So there was a division among the people because of him. Look, I'm not surprised that somebody who claims to be a Christian is holding public office opposing Christians. doesn't surprise me at all because the Pharisees who claim to be 
followers of the Bible, of the Torah at that time period, they rejected Jesus. They rejected God himself. My friend, if they rejected Jesus Christ, don't be surprised if they reject you. Stagnant people fight over the water. Why do they fight? Because they're settled in unbelief. Verse 41, they're, they're sitting there questioning, is this the Christ? Others say, is this the Christ? Or this is the Christ. Some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? So they're sitting there questioning. Unbelief is when we begin to question God. We say, I'm not sure if God really, really could do this. And, and look, you're going to be tempted to have unbelief. By the way, Christians over in China have been tempted with unbelief for years. Why? Because they watch people who they know in the faith depart from the faith, reject Christ. Why? Because the persecution gets too great. And my friend, uh, I believe it's coming to our back door. Settle in unbelief. Today, we can be just as tempted to question the works of God. And my greatest concern today is that the gospel would go forth, that souls will be converted, and if it takes greater darkness to cause men to flee to the light, then may God's will be done. This world has become blind to the light, settled in unbelief. And would you join me in 2 Corinthians 4? I want you to see this passage. It's a great passage, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, in our Bibles. 2 Corinthians 4, in verse uh, 3. You see here the word. Paul says, speaking of the gospel, stagnant people, see, fight over the water. They fight over the water. Settled in unbelief. He says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of of Jesus Christ. I love that truth. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. You say, what should we do in this day? What should we expect? How should we focus? My friend, have a, have a heart of faith. Have a heart of belief. And by the way, uh, if you're watching on, on the internet right now, and maybe you'll watch this in a replay later, uh, my friend, I believe that the days are limited. The time is limited that we will have an online presence. You say, why? If they can delete people's accounts, are not even violating their own terms. You wait and see what they do with the churches. You just wait. And uh, you say, well, what does that mean? That means you need to get up and go to church somewhere, right? Um, and, uh, and so when that time happens, I encourage you, uh, rise up and go and, and pray. Find a house of prayer to go pray. And uh, by the way, uh, should that time arise, and I believe it will, and I don't know how many years it will, it will come, uh, we will make this a house of prayer throughout the week for women. And, uh, my friend, I encourage you, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. The convenience religion, I believe, is going to disappear. And, uh, soon, soon, very soon, the only way to worship God will be in person, I believe. Because the only thing that will be allowed online will be false teachers. And, uh, we're coming to a time like that. My greatest concern is that the gospel would go forth. That we would put our faith... And the fact that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. And my friend, the time is coming where, uh, the time already has come, where people are fighting over the water. Confused and fighting. Filled with unbelief. And then sowing discord over the Savior. There was a division, the Bible says, among the people because of him. 
And the Pharisees asked, Are ye also deceived? I want to challenge you with this verse from James 4. The Bible says that from whence come wars and fightings among you, coming not hence of your own members, he says. They come from within. When we think of trouble and problems, uh, I believe that we should ask God to help us to not be one who causes trouble or discord over petty issues. And my friend, we live in a day in which uh, there's so much confusion and so much trouble and from whence come wars and fights among you, coming out hence, even of your lust, that war in your members. And he describes all these types of lusts and this unbelief. Look, Jesus needs to be number one in our life. And if somebody is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, we thank God for that. And we should continue to praise God for that. And we need to ask God to help us to not be one who sows discord, one who causes divisions. Uh, my friend, we live in a day in which, look, uh, we need to, by the grace of God, continue to reevaluate our perspective and make sure that the center of our focus is Jesus Christ. And in everything we do, we say what is going to please the Lord, what is going to glorify Him, what's going to help the gospel to go forward. And I'm not going to get hung up on little petty things here and there, but I'm going to focus on Christ, keep my eyes on the Lord, and let the Word of God go forward in my community and around the world. I believe God will help us with this and I believe that he wants us to continue this week, to let this be our focus, to ask God to help us to live on spiritual water. I ask you that question this morning in closing. Are you living on spiritual water? You'll say, what is the water? The Holy Spirit of God. This he spake of the Spirit. The Spirit is become those who would believe. My friend, do you have the Holy Spirit living within you? You either do or you don't. We either have the Lord's Spirit living and dwelling in our hearts, or we are resisting the Spirit of God, and maybe we need to today ask the Lord to forgive, to cleanse, to wash, to make us new. And my friend, if you do not know Christ, today is the day to call upon the Lord. Today is the day to turn from your sins to the Savior. Today is the day to say, I believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. And today I choose Jesus over myself, over other substances, over all other things, I choose Jesus because He alone can satisfy. My friend, He alone can give peace to your heart. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And don't you focus on somebody else. You say, that other Christian, that other person, they don't have love, they don't have joy. Let God take care of them. You work on you. Lord, help me to be filled with the joy of the Spirit of God. Peace. Patience, long suffering. May God help us with this today. Let's stand together and bow for prayer this morning. Let's quiet our hearts before the Lord. Ask the Lord to direct us. Ask the Lord to work in our hearts and in our community. Father, you see each of us in the room. You know our hearts. And Lord, help us to do business with you today, to respond to the Holy Spirit of God, to, to let you direct us. And I pray for those who are watching on the way of the internet that you would encourage each of their hearts and I uh, pray that you would, Lord, help in this day to come that more and more people would come out and say, you know what, I'm going to worship God. I'm going to put him first. I'm going to seek Jesus Christ while he may be found. I'm going to call upon him while he is near. And I'm going to not wait until it's too late. I'm going to call upon the Lord before my day is gone. Lord, I pray that you would help that more people would call, call upon you and be saved. Friend, if you're watching, you don't know Jesus. I encourage you 
to seek me out, message me, call me, or speak to me in person. Set up a time that we will speak about it. And I want you to know for sure that heaven is your home. I want you to know for sure Jesus Christ is your Savior. If you're struggling with any need, you have some, some spiritual need, I want you to schedule an appointment. So we can talk about that spiritual need and help you find that help and encouragement you need in your life. Those of us who are here in the room, I encourage you right now, would you just do business with God? Would you just take a moment as the piano begins to play in just a moment and would you respond to the Lord? Thirsty people, find the water. Maybe the thirst, my friend, is kind of just dried up. You'd say, Lord, would you help me to be more thirsty today? Help me to seek you. Help me to follow you. Help me to trust you. Help me to get back into that day in the Word. Help me to get in that, in that devotional book. Help me to get back in the Bible. Help me to do what I need to do to please God. Let's take a moment as the piano begins to play to respond to the Lord. Close up live stream at this time. If you're here in person, I want to encourage you to just uh, find a place to seek the Lord. Find a place uh, to bow down before the Lord. Take a moment to pray on your knees before Him. Would you like to do that in your seat? If you'd like to come down front, you're welcome to do that. We just respond to the Lord as the Lord directs you. Take a moment. Ask the Lord to help you. 